This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 61. To the Wizard's Nightshirt. This is episode number 61. I'm Will, and here with me are fortune teller Rebecca. I see disturbing things in your future. And RC race car pilot Scott. <laughs> I go to conventions on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the disturbing thing I saw in your future. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Will comes with me. At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing She-Ra, Season 2, Episode 15, The Perils of Peekaboo. The air date for this episode was November 22nd, 1986, and on this day in history, Mike Tyson won the WBC heavyweight title. What? In 86? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The prestigious internet told me it happened. I yeah, I, I, I may believe it. I just I didn't think he was that old, but I guess he <laughs> probably is. Yeah, he was around to see this happen to Peekaboo. <laughs> he probably. I'm sure was, he was watching. He watched it. this episode in his hotel room <laughs> <laughs> to get pumped <laughs> on fight night. <laughs> I'm so mad about what happened. <laughs> in this episode, Hordak kidnaps Peekaboo and uses her vision powers to guide his mechanical grabbers and capture the rebels. You in a million years, you cruel, evil, heartless tyrant! Oh, you say the sweetest things, my dear. So, Peekaboo has to work for the wrong side. So, I want us to think about and talk about times when we've had to work for the team that we would have preferred not to, be they evil or just uh, undesirable. <laughs> I played for an undesirable team. So I was part of the community softball league like when we moved out west across town and after like after my dad died, um, I wanted to play sports. And actually, the man who ran the community softball league was the husband of a woman that mom worked with in the school cafeteria. So they had an in. Actually, mm -hmm. I think they let me play for free, which was very kind of them. But um, I played softball. And every year in the league, you know, you just kind of got assigned to a team because it was like, here's some dads, here's some girls. Like, go have fun, kids. <laughs> You're and on purple. Scott, I was on purple. Yeah, so was my sister. My I dad was, was a coach on, of purple. I was on purple. Okay, so it, there's all the different colors, okay. right? And every year, the team... Purple hadn't looked this good in <laughs> seven seasons. <laughs> like every Sponsored year. by Bill's Grass Cutting. <laughs> we don't have any little kids picking their nose. Like, so, you know, they had all the alpha colors, and then they run down. And I think a lot of the little girls were really excited to be on the purple team because that's like a good color, you know, for mm -hmm. a little girl. We were the second worst team in the league after the the green team. And Thank they were, God for green. I know, yeah. right? We would, have, we would not have won any game the with the boogers. <laughs> they were called the Emeralds because we got to oh. name ourselves, okay? But what did my coach, who was a very sweet lady, what did she and my teammates decide to call ourselves? The grimaces. The raisins. <laughs> the the raisins. grimaces. I was on the raisins, okay? Uh, I, the California raisins? raisins? No! Oh. Just their Tennessee raisins. Oh. Nobody wants to be on that team. 
And also, I would have rather been on the grimaces because at least there were happy meals involved. Uh, no, that's so true. I was on there the were grimaces of another kind on the purple team. And then we also all got to pick. Everyone got to decide on their team. It's like, do you want baseball hats or visors? And then my coaches thought it would be cute to have visors. And we were the only team with visors oh. instead of baseball the hats. So you guys were playing poker while you're, while you're doing we it? We should like... have been. We would have been better at that than we were at playing softball. So I, at least with our sports, we actually had names. You know, we actually used like MLB names, uh-huh. but we were all sponsored by some a random company, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Or local company. Was was that you guys too? Yeah. Okay. Well, they, so, they so like on your hat, it said it or they something. They switched it between the years. Sometimes it was a like a franchise team that we didn't have the license for and sometimes it was a <laughs> local business yeah and we didn't have a local business sponsors i think they didn't do that until you got older in the league and they actually oh, did the okay. fast All pitch right. softball because okay. this was still like like the little girl slow pitch stuff but yeah um i was eventually two years later lucky enough to get on the team that had a dad coach and we were navy blue and red so we got to be the braves oh, thank awesome. goodness i mean you know because after the raisins that's definitely a couple of steps up the year after that i had to be on the white with blue team which is also a very beta team and they were like what should we call ourselves let's take our name from the high school mascots which was the beavers which was also <laughs> terrible so i did not want to be on the raisins i did not want to be on the beavers and i really enjoyed softballs so i'm just saying that this really really marred uh this really marred my experience <laughs> i'm not a raisin do i look like a raisin to you i don't wear visors scott were you assigned to an undesirable team were you a raisin or an evil team when i did u sports and we we had the minors majors and babe ruth league uh-huh uh, so I was in the minors and I I played one year and I was like, okay. And since I was a little bit older, they pulled me up to the majors and I just, it was like moving up to a whole different thing. Cause they, 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 you know, it went from like 40 mile an hour pitches to like 60 mile an hour pitchers. So my first year I did it, I was just terrible. I didn't want to be on the team. Didn't want to play. I really liked playing baseball but it was just not fun at all and then the second year i did pretty well actually but that first year was rough <laughs> did you get to play any did they put you yeah i mean i i played a, a little bit i was probably the last hitter and if i ever did connect with the ball it was pretty good but it was far and few between when i did connect with it you weren't ready for the big leagues where they were dealing with sponsorships and illegal substances and it was like mr baseball in the locker room back there yeah 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 no yeah i was yeah i'm i like playing but yeah i I, I want the league with the mom snacks i I, I wanted to go back to the minors and play another year and then i would have been more i i just wasn't ready i wasn't ready i was ready i knew that i could never be good at a sport so i got excellent at doing whatever the one thing is you had to do to be a captain to be able to pick your team nunchucks <laughs> not, not nunchucks but like basketball i got very good at shooting from the free throw line if nobody is harassing me and you should have heard the groans when i was the first person to sink a basket and get to be a captain <laughs> every time i'd be be the captain they'd be like oh somebody's gonna be on my team and i'm not gonna be last because i I own this awful team, and I'm driving this ship right into the iceberg. So get on my team. So, so, so you you got the first pick always. Yes, because okay. I was very good at that shot. And then when the game happened, I'd be like, I'll be over here, but I'm not embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Peekaboo, if you're watching, I'll be peeling potatoes for hours. Or, we could watch Act 1. I know what I would choose. Potatoes. I was lucky the guard forgot to lock my cell. <laughs> All right. So we start our episode opening on a real raisin. <laughs> this is this is a <laughs> A poor captive trying to escape uh, Hordak's castle. He comes out of a little uh, tube out of the castle, and he's walking into the uh, wasteland trying to avoid capture. Um, but he's uh, being closely monitored by uh, Hordak from the control room. So this guy who who we're following, what what does he look like? Can we describe his I look? Just, I just want to quote Shawshank Redemption. He crawled through a mile of poop. He might have to to get out. We did see some sewers later. Yeah, yeah there were yeah. there were some sewers involved. And I'm sorry, what was the question, Will? Uh, what this fella looks like? He. I have ragged blue jeans. Okay. I got that down. There's a lot of denim. He looks involved. like a yeah. He looks like a lumberjack. He has I, a beard and I, has a nice like. He he seems he seems like he should be more ragged. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing too. Like he kept in real good shape, really good nutrition. Um, he looked like a Chuck Norris kind of guy to me. Like a lot of denim, sleeveless jacket. Yeah. He's where had like an escape from L.A. thing going on. I guess what I want to know is where on Etheria can you get blue jeans? Because many of the villagers do not have access to blue jeans. And so who has all the blue jeans? Is it just the Horde? Because we saw the Horde scientists. Do they just dress their prisoners in blue <gasps> jeans? The Horde scientist was wearing blue jeans. Yes. Oh, <laughs> funny. Where did the blue mm. jeans come from? That's horde technology. Yeah, do they like do a portal to the U.S. and they like go to a spree or wherever or like go like they I like want that, some guest jeans. They like that cowboy look. <laughs> I guess so. A nice man named Scott in the old west gave us some jeans. <laughs> it's because I would go back and give people jeans. <laughs> when this uh, prisoner is escaping, he has some like inner monologue and he he starts talking about uh, with his wife and children even recognize him. And this is uh, we were. This is that tension in Shiro we see with some like ridiculousness and some very grave seriousness. I'm like that's a little heavy to introduce right off the bat. Yeah. I'm free at last. My wife, my children, will they even recognize me? Yeah, this episode kind of does that a lot, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we find out that Hordak has left the cell open on purpose because he's gonna he's gonna test this invention, which is a. Uh, Grabbing drone <laughs> that can snatch prisoners out of from clear out of the sky, um, although it cannot see them necessarily. You still have to pilot it, so I guess it's not a drone. It's whatever that is. I was, this, this is the next one coming out from uh, from the uh, what is it? D, DJI the the drone grabbing drone. The grabbing drone. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering if they got this idea because like RC cars and stuff were sort of the craze in the eighties. That was uh, every kid wanted those. You can even get the. I wanted a grabbing craft. claw. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, to harass your uh, little siblings. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could like reach from the room and like do the little thing and grab them. <laughs> Pick up trash. <laughs> that would have been very good citizen of you. Oh, I put it in my sister's room though, oh, so okay. I, I wouldn't put it in actual garbage. <laughs> Success! The grabber works perfectly. They use that grabber uh, to uh, pick up the, the uh, prisoner and. And put him put him back in jail. And they now that they know it works, uh, Hordak's eager to use it, but he can't crack the secret of how to get inside the trees in Whispering Woods. So Shadow Weaver has an idea. She says that they can capture Pika Blue, who has some vision powers that would allow them to find a way to get into the Whispering Woods. Robots, hear your leader. I, I want, want the, the rebel, rebel called Pika Blue. Capture her for me now. 
and they have a little joke here uh, where they talk about where that uh, prisoner came from. And we learned that he was sentenced to 20 years because his cart splashed some mud on a horde trooper. Yeah. And then so. and Shadow Weaver's like, you went easy on him. And he's like, yeah, I was <laughs> yeah. feeling good that day. <laughs> yeah. I really love this sequence too because Hordak says peekaboo so much. Yeah, he, he had to he say, has to that say word. peekaboo a whole lot. And it was just very funny to hear that word coming out of him. It will not be long now before peekaboo is also a guest in my dungeon. We keep having to have a straight face with things in um in Masters of the Universe for things that we shouldn't. Um funny to see that work. Yeah, yeah, although it does work with mixed results as the episode goes on, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll we'll get into that. So we go to the Whispering Woods to see what Pika Blue was up to, and she is using her powers to spy on Prince Adam for Adora so she can see how he's doing. Oh, and Adam is trying to give Cringer a bath? I'm afraid Cringer doesn't like it very much. Which I guess it was uncomfortable. But it was a it little was, weird. It was, it was cute, but it was uncomfortable. And it, it's because she was so... I don't know. Was it the right, wrong word to say? She was like titillated by the details. <laughs> like she was like, and every, giving Cringer a bath, and everyone's wet except for Cringer. And it was <laughs> like, oh, Pika it was Blue, a little you're, much. You're too much. You're hilarious, girl. Is her voice a little different? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It's who... Imp's voice. Oh, that's funny. It to is. Think about. It is literally his voice. So they can't have the two of them in the same episode together. I am afraid everyone got a bath, but Cringer. Yeah, they were doing more of that, that kind of a uh, uh, spunky, spunky girl voice, like we heard in uh, Flood Arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So which I I appreciate that they all don't sound like la 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 la. That's but, true. But still, that's and true. yeah, it is Did a little bit weird. Did they up the pitch any? I don't. I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. No. I don't know. So is Imp and her. It was very, they were very similar. They were similar for sure. And yeah, it is kind of funny to think about Peekaboo using her powers all the time and just being a regular straight up creeper, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at, Peekaboo? What's happening now? Like, well, Prince M's taking a shower. Yeah, you don't want to uh, see that, Peekaboo. Get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for your eyes. Man in arms. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's curled up in the corner crying. Like, wait, yeah. this, is, this feels wrong. I shouldn't be watching this. <laughs> the sorceress is sitting by the window, which she has been doing for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> She's longing for something better. Like, she occasionally puts her face in a bucket of ice cream. Like, I shouldn't be watching this. This is too weird. <laughs> the pizza man got stuck at Castle Grayskull for an hour because the sorceress wouldn't let him go. <laughs> Please, please, please just talk to me for a little bit. I found this odd-looking stone which looks slightly different from this stone. I'll give you an extra tip. I'll share my pizza with you. It's like, man, we already get all the pizza we want. I have my own Parmesan cheese. I have a shaker of red pepper flakes like a Pizza Hut. Oh man, I wish Dine In Pizza Hut was still really a thing. It's not a it thing. Is, it is. It's a lunch. It's occasionally a thing, but it's, it's not. It's a lunch. But it's not like the old school setup where you go in and there's the like weird bar that's got all the kale on do you remember, it. Do you remember, did you go to Wendy's when they had a salad bar? Oh man, do I remember that? I'll tell you another secret. If you unscrew the Parmesan cheese top <laughs> and then someone else picks up the Parmesan cheese, all the Parmesan cheese will fall upon their pizza. Hilarity. <laughs> the fate of Italia depends on the Parmesan cheese. 
Jesus, little packets. Little packets. Uh, Ma'am, is that the skeleton of another pizza (laughs) delivery man in the corner? No. No, it is not. Waste no time with my packets. (laughs) Just come further into the castle. (laughs) Yeah, so people have seen some... (laughs) Including that scene that happened. It's very weird. Don't use your powers to just spy on people whenever. Because there is no implication that they know that she's watching. You know, she's she's just watching. Yeah, they should have like a red light when Pika Blue is watching. <laughs> right? Like, there's a warning. She she's Uh-oh. asking she's asking to view you. Oh. Or her face just shows up like a ghost-like figure. Yeah, that would be okay. Like peeks through the wall. Uh, Sorcerer is like the line is busy. Pika Blue is always up in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, she's trying to get on the face phone. She can't do it. I wish Randall would get call waiting <laughs> for the face phone. Peekaboo, get out of here. This is Hornak, and I sent my dad to buy 32 AA batteries for my grabbers in Act 2. Oh, they're here! Who? The Horde! There she is! Get her! Her, she, her, her powers are barely helpful enough to um, tip them off that the Horde troopers have found their way into Whispering Woods and they're flying little uh, rocket sleds above the trees. Yeah, and then also, like, you know, before they come and scoop her up, we find out that Peak Blue has been too cowardly to help the Rebels spy for the Horde. Which is also, yeah, which is is a new thing. Because, like, they were helping, she has helped, I guess not the Rebellion specifically, but she's, you know, used her powers to help before. She was there at Christmas. She was there at Christmas. She she pretty much promised them she'd be there if they needed them. She told everybody what their presents were, like, already. (laughs) 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 I saw them wrap it. I got Pika Blue, you're ruining everything. Oh, Pika Blue. So Pika Blue gets uh, scooped up, uh, even though She Ra beat up a lot of horde troopers, and then She Ra wonders what they would want with Pika Blue, and I was like, really? You don't know what they'll want with Pika Blue? You were sitting there right there using her for stuff. Well, it's true. And then also, I don't get how Pika Blue can have this power and not be completely overcome with it. Like, you know, this is the kind of power that would corrupt you. Because, It'll like... Make you mad. Make you crazy. Well, it would make you crazy and also crazy in a good way because it's like, wouldn't you be an amazing... Not not the king it's himself. You would be an amazing advisor to the king, but like a scumbag one. Because this is like the perfect tittering power. Because it would be like... It's like, what say you, Pika Blue? Do you think that I should let this rebel scum go? And then she would be like, it's like, but I saw him use the tax money to spend on mincemeat pies. And then they'd be like, no, my lord. And it would be hilarious. (laughs) And then you could make up lies and no one would accuse you of lying. Kind of like the Oracle at Delphi. You can just say whatever you want. Because people are like, look, she can see stuff with her peacock eyes, okay? (laughs) Just listen to what she says. And so anyway, how are you not completely overcome by the awesomeness of this power, Pika Blue? What is wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, she, she could be right like 20 or 30% of the time, and that's it. And then the rest of the time, she just makes stuff up. She could make up whatever. What, yeah, and she could just have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, and so anyway, this is the, the kind of fun things we could have experienced with this episode, but then it kind of got a little weird, so. Also, when they, they came and zooped her up, yeah? They got her with her with the drone. With, yeah. Did anybody else think that Shira gave up a little quickly? <laughs> she was distracted anyway. <laughs> she she even said like, like, "Oh dang, I should have called Swiftwell." Right? Yeah. She was just like, "Uh-oh." I don't know. I feel like she wasn't too concerned. Oh no. 
That's the last time I come out without Swiftwind. She just let them take. She'll be all right. This happens all the time. When they get Peekaboo over there in, in the uh, Hordak's castle, Hordak has Shadow Weaver cast a spell on Peekaboo to change her mind, which is, I guess, similar to what they had done to force Captain Adora way back when. So they're going to be able to use her vision now to figure out how to get into Whispering Woods. But didn't they just get into Whispering Woods? Why do they I need her vision? In the corner of it, I don't. Know. Oh, they they could use Shadow Weaver's magic in a limited capacity All right. before then to look okay. into Whispering. So they can really get in there now. Of, but I guess. Okay, so they go in there again with the grabber now guided by Peekaboo's vision power, so they can get right up in there. Yeah. And the grabbers uh, scoop up Glimmer and then later Bow. No problem. They just grabbed him up. These are going to be a real problem for the rebellion <laughs> if they don't fix this. Uh, we get so a neat little sequence where Adora tries to fire uh, or does fire Bo's bow, which was pretty pretty fun to see. That was neat, although I feel that she fired it a bit half-heartedly. She was yeah. like, darn, they got away. Yeah, this ain't gonna work. I think Adora is trying to let everybody get kidnapped. She is just not concerned. She's like, I I, I gotta change the Shiro soon because I I gotta I gotta expend all this power and like just let it out. So I'm just gonna let them go, get grabbed. Yeah, so it didn't feel very high stakes. I, it must have been terrifying to be held by these things. That distance, the way they were getting held reminded me of how they designed some uh, roller coasters now. That, uh, you ever ridden in one of those roller coasters where your feet are no. suspended? You, there's no bottom on the roller coaster? You just sort of hang on the bar? I'm trying to think of that. I guess there's a seat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They're like, hold on, <laughs> or they pluck you up by your head like a little like doll. No, welcome to roller roller coast. <laughs> they had that uh, at a Six Flags. I ain't like they made me put my take my shoes off before I got on it. Oh, that's gross. I want to keep wanna my do... shoes on. And yeah. yeah. Wait, what? What's he said? And tie your shoes. I don't know. And I, they had a lot of gall making me tie off, take off my shoes. Wait, wait, wait. and, and they then had the... everybody take off their yeah. shoes. God, that must be terrible waiting in line that long. Uh, uh, well, it was right before you got on. And Surrender your dignity here. Yeah, yeah. You cannot have your Spe shoes. Yeah, Wait, are your shoes on the other side? Did so you got to go of, back off? It loops uh, around. All of your money fell out of your pockets on that ride. <laughs> I'm sure it happens. I'm sure they talked about it. But it was the uh, Mind Bender ride, at, uh, the Riddler ride at Six Flags, and it got stuck. And it got stuck, and we got stuck on there. I think because somebody walked on the track or something. I don't remember, but it felt like walked a, on the track. It, what? I just I don't know. And I, it felt like a, an emodium commercial or something where you're stuck there with all those people forever, and you have to take you have to go poop. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah probably. That, yeah. There was some I remember hopes. I remember making that joke to the gentleman next to me. And yeah. He, it, it played well, I'm sure. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm not I'm not very fond of heights. Actually I'm terrified of heights and, and then roller coasters on top of that. I don't like roller coasters anyways. So <clears throat> there was a roller coaster at uh Jogga Lake called Raging Wolf Bobs. <laughs> and it was uh Okay. Why not? <laughs> Those are sounds. Yes. <laughs> and it was a wooden roller coaster. And it was it was older, but it was it was fine. And this was probably when I was like eleven, twelve, something like that. We get up the hill, and it's like clink, 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 clink. And literally, we're sitting on top of the hill, the tallest point in the whole thing. I'm looking out over SeaWorld, because that's where <laughs> SeaWorld was at the time, because, you know, it's right across the lake there. And I, 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 I almost lost it. I, it was crazy. In your terror, you. you oh, in my terror, I was terrified. It was like it was like it was probably only like a minute or two, and they got they got it going. But if I had to walk down those stairs, I, I it would have been done. I would never have rode a roller coaster ever again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's sad. 
It's all right. Hey, Regan, what was that ride at uh, Dollywood where people would uh, get on it and they'd have to come give you money at the concession stand and it was always soaking wet money? Oh, well, that was like <laughs> most of the rides because it was, you know. It was either sweat. Yeah, it was sweat like, so or much wet or seawater. It was usually because they had gone on the uh, river. Yeah, the river ride where you're in the big round thing. And no, I mean the, they just go on the river. They just go on the river. <laughs> yeah, they they just wait around. They go noodling. <laughs> um, yeah, and then every person would be like, "Bet y'all get a lot of wet money around here." And I'm like, "Yes," and it's always gross. And it's from you because you're always here. Unless you were like really super smart and like had a sandwich bag on your person, that your money. Yeah, they, yeah, they didn't have cell phones back then and stuff, right? They did not. A few people did. Yeah, a few people did. it was the you late nineties. Put your pager in a bag, maybe. <laughs> yeah, your pager, so you can page nine one one, so your friend will call you as fast as they can <laughs> from a payphone. Yes. Good times. This is Keeper. My agent says I'll be the star of season three of Shira. I'm also the star of Act Three. An excellent catch, Peekaboo. Excellent. When wet the money. rebels show up with <laughs> wet talking, money, we're wet with wet money. <laughs> they show up with wet money. Hordak <laughs> uh, uh, is disgusted. They're wet money, and. <laughs> They're wondering why Peekaboo has uh, been helping the Horde, and they uh, give her a hard time, and she starts tearing up because she's under the compulsion spell. Yeah, this is one of those moments where you know how I'm usually super keen on She-Ra being serious. Uh-huh. But this is one of those moments where it was just uncomfortable because, like, when they kept cutting to her face and she was, like, crying silent tears because of the compulsion spell, I'm like, this just... This I, I don't like how this hits. This is a little that, that it you was know. pretty heavy because they showed that scene. It was like bawling. It wasn't yeah. even like a little bit. Like it was just like one tear. I'd be like, okay, you you kind of get the hint. Yeah. But this was like water coming out. Well, there's nobody like, to root for either. So there's not. It's not even a reason for it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was upsetting. I thought I was like, well, that's a little heavy, you know, like that's a little that's a little much. The, the spell fades a little bit, and she tries to protest a a, a little bit, and uh, the rebels get a hint that uh, things are not what they seem, maybe. And Hordak is really annoyed that the spell gave a little bit, and he threatens Shadow Weaver, and he turns his arm into an old timey cannon, not even a yeah. tech one, which I thought was really funny. I will not tolerate another such occurrence. It was funny, and he committed to this cannon for the whole episode because he uses it later, which is funny. But then again, like, I'm not in the mood to laugh at Hornet's tiny arm cannon after I've just seen someone experience trauma on a cartoon. Like, I just, (laughs) I don't like, it it made me uncomfortable. There were one or two two times they did, like, a quick little jump-cutty thing of Hordak laughing after somebody said something. So I think they even knew they had to lighten it up a little bit. (laughs) I guess so, but it was just, it was just a little... It was just a little jarring, I guess I would say. Okay, I want to talk about my favorite part of the episode now. Okay. All right. Horko's not in this, man. No, yeah, but... Uh, you saw Lucky, didn't you? Cousin Oliver, <laughs> I mean, Kieber... Kieber. Um, Kieber. Uh, is a, a new character right? that we're supposed to act like was around forever. And anyway... Adora has planning to get captured on purpose to try to uh, free everybody. So she's leaving the mantle of leadership with this young man named Kieber. She's like, you've shown a lot of promise, Kieber. Like, who is Kieber? Who is Kieber? <laughs> He's just there. I want you to act as leader while I'm gone. Well, it'll be an honor, Adora. I only wish that I was going to the Fright Zone with you. Yeah, we don't really know a whole lot about him, and it's okay. He's a young man with a white shirt. 
Yeah, yeah, his costume's not very snazzy. I didn't have a lot of questions about him, and I was like, well, that's sufficient. Okay, well, here's Kieber. Okay. <laughs> there, there he is. All right. Good and enough. Now, let's cut back over to the rebel prisoners. Uh, we've got, uh, oh, Adora does get captured. I guess that's important. But yeah. she lets herself get captured and makes a little few jokes about it so we don't have to feel bad. So, fast forward to all the all the prisoners in the same room. We got Now we've got Adora, Peekaboo, Bo, and they're talking about how... Um, Wait a Glimmer. minute, not pick a blue. Glimmer, sorry. Glimmer, and, and they're talking... And Lumberjack. Yeah, I was going to say, but also we've oh, got the yeah, old prisoner sorry. from the uh, beginning in there, and we learn he has the most ridiculous name in the world. Peck. Yeah, and he has some pecks, so it's funny. Is this before or after Hordak calls Glimmer Sparklehead? I think that's because after. That was hilarious. Uh, I didn't I, hear that. I enjoyed that. Like totally it was something like that. it was something like keep quiet, Sparklehead. Like yeah. I loved it. I was like, that's a great insult for her. That's right, Sparklehead. Peekaboo has been most efficient. It made me laugh. <laughs> I feel like he's not that ripped, Peck. He's doing pretty good. He's yeah, pretty I mean, good. Like, for a prisoner. comparative to uh, to uh, uh, Bo and. Um, Woodcutting man. Mock. Mock. Yeah, Mock. Wow, you can't do better than Mock. He's a perfect man. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Also, like, what kind of bench press set are you going to have in a horde prison? It's not going to be great. I mean, you could do push-ups all day long. Come on. That's not going to get you pecs. (laughs) Yes, it will. (laughs) Get you something. Lifting stones, maybe. Well, he protests too much. He named himself Pick. And he shows <laughs> them <true. laughs> he shows them a tunnel, and he's like, you can use this, but I ain't never found a way out of it, really. And so Adora transforms into She-Ra. How, okay, wait, 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 sorry. They didn't check her for her sword? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm done after know. that. Yeah. They're very lazy. I guess I I, I guess, I guess, really I guess the drone just dropped her right into the prison. I guess so. That's uh, they'll have that, to work that, 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 that snafu be the, out. Yeah, the only explanation I could assume is that there was a hole in the ceiling, the drone just dropped her right in and then they didn't check her. And then so while at the same time while this is happening and she's very lucky she can go into this tunnel conveniently and transform into Shira, um this is after Peck has given them all a lecture about freedom of your body and freedom of your mind and like just being really like holier than thou somehow and being like that's terrible what they did to peekaboo because my body's in prison but my mind is free and we're like well that's great peck thanks for that i'm sure everyone feels really great you know um but i was like this is a little smarmy like that elsa that's totally not a thing a crazy person says (laughs) my mind is free Unlike yours, you're you doing what they want you to. You'd be like, you've been you've been uh, been breathing in that that uh, horde smog for too long. Probably has. You don't know about the real history of Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> my mind, I could go there in my mind right now. <laughs> I talked to this king of the sea people, and he named me as one of their own. <laughs> I'm the high mucky muck. <laughs> <laughs> I got fish fins. Want to see them? <laughs> We're gonna go to this corner of the gills. cell now. <laughs> I got the gills, and you gotta, I gotta take off my jeans though. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Why don't you, you go down there in that tunnel, and we'll come see in a little bit. Like, shut it, shut it, shut the tunnel, shut the tunnel, seal it, seal it forever. So uh, Adora turns into Shira when she's in the tunnel, and she, you know, makes an opening for them. Comes back up, frees them of their shackles, and has Glimmer use some uh, invisibility powers that we hadn't seen before. I don't buy that. She does not have invisible invisibility we saw powers. Them. You know I can, Shira. 
Maybe that was invisible and you didn't see that. It was happening. <laughs> it's happening in every episode. Uh, Again, if she had those powers, she would have been very, very, very useful like a thousand times over. She might just be dumb and powerful. Didn't we have to get somebody else's powers that one time when they, they had those carts that they were hiding from the horde? And somebody else made the Oh, invisible. the cats. The magic, magic cats. cats. Magic yeah, cats. we had to go to a secret kingdom of underground cats to get the power <laughs> to turn carts invisible. Maybe. And suddenly, Glimmer could just do this out of the sky. She probably learned how to do it from a cat. There you go. There you go. <laughs> rendering the magic cats less magical and less special. I don't buy it. We've already solved I'm gonna this. Believe Thank that you, powerful that she, cat magic cat lobby. <laughs> that, she's, that she's at university and she's learning how to do all of her magic. From the magic cats? Orko taught her. Yes. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Maybe and the now, magic cats taught and her, now, but... now she learned. Well, we need to see that episode. I'm just saying, we didn't see it. We so, didn't see how she learned how to do that. Invisibility looks like uh, Wonder Woman invisibility stuff. Like, it's like a white... Or like uh, Sue Richards from Fantastic Four. Like, white outlines where people are, which is kind of fun to see. Like, little Dumbo drawings or something. That would be hilarious if they actually recognize that, and they're like, what the hell is those white outlines there? <laughs> You're not invisible. I see white like, outlines. It kind of looks like that looks oh. weird. That's like weirder than yourself. <laughs> They're gonna be terrified. <laughs> These white outlines are escaping. <laughs> is that a ghost? What is that? Like, can the grabber pick up white outlines? Yeah, sure they can. So go get them. She does not have that power at the end. In the control room, they get into their big showdown, and Shira reflects a banishing spell from Shadow Weaver, and Shadow Weaver gets cast into another dimension, which frees Pika Blue from her spell. Yeah, and then here we see Hordak really committed to his novelty cannon again. You shouldn't have done that, Shira. And he must have gotten that at a souvenir shop somewhere. <laughs> He went to Old Fashioned Day. <laughs> I saw a man named Scott in the Old West, and he gave me a... Right. Uh, so Pika Blue gets on the controls and activates the grabber and uh, uh, gets Hordak out of there. And uh, she says she was really scared and had to be brave, and she thinks that's really funny. Thanks. That was very brave. Brave? Oh, my goodness, Shira! I was never so frightened in my life. <laughs> And boy, was Hordak mad. And now we go to the uh, campsite to uh, talk about how great we did as the Rebels. But Kieber can't even think about it because he's mad about stuff. And he's just going right into his old gripes about how he was abandoned when he was a kid. And he's going to get that mean old Horde. And Adora is like, you have a lot of hate, Kieber. <laughs> I feel like this was a setup, though. Do you think it was a setup? Because I feel like, you know, right after that, they explain it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll show you, Kiever. Cheever. And then also, I love how... Okay, so he had served, what, six years of a 20-year sentence, I think he said at the We're beginning. We're talking about Peck right now. Peck. Peck is Peck, also there. Peck is also there. Peck had served six years of a 20-year sentence and then reveals that he hasn't seen his family. And then Kiever's problem is that he hasn't seen his dad. And then, oops. There it is. Did he not recognize his own dad? Like, you know what I mean? It's only like, been six years. It's only been six, six years. years. And he's, he was, what, 
He's he's like eighteen now or yeah, something. Yeah, I was like gonna that. say like maybe. So he was like twelve. That's right. He pretty much if you went can't from, recognize your own dad. He pretty much went from minor leagues to Babe Ruth league. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, it's not like he changed that much. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, it couldn't have couldn't have been that different looking. Maybe, maybe he's blinded by hate. That's why. Maybe Probably maybe so. he, maybe uh, Peck's not really his father, and he's just a crazy guy. And yeah. The keeper's like, okay, dad. Maybe he killed his real father and then took assumed his name. So I, li- I like these jeans. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bo makes a joke about how he's got lots of years of uh, back allowance. I was like, not a good time, Bo. Not a good time. <laughs> Bo, what do you mean? Because now Kieber gets to collect six years of back allowance. <laughs> so uh, so is, uh, is Kieber still going to be like number two in the rebellion or is he going to leave? He's just going to be gone. We're done with him, probably. He has, uh, he had, uh, a shirt that did not look totally embarrassing. It actually looked kind of like armor or something. I would have been okay with Kieber staying around. They, they need somebody a little less cartoony in the Rebellion, I think. Yeah, probably so. But he and Peck have a lot to talk about. Yeah, about Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's a good thing we're talking about that because in the moral, Lookie is telling us to avoid mind-altering drugs. Because they can make you do something you wouldn't normally do. So thanks. Like look for Lookie. Thanks for <laughs> I'm seeing this little thing everywhere. So thanks for nah. that, Loki. You're very helpful. And again, here we are in the 80s, assuming that everyone is pushing drugs on every school child, like every day, constantly. And that <laughs> did not happen. At least it didn't happen to me. What um, do we need in this episode? We need a cannon and a drug episode. Yeah, don't do drugs. It's fine. It's good. Check and check. They could have had a moral about, like, don't spy on people. Yeah, that would probably that been better. Peek-a-blue. Don't stare at people. It's creepy. Especially if they're weird. Don't go around the neighborhood peeping in at windows. It's <laughs> bad. <laughs> so says my and ex-wife. If you, <laughs> if you see someone peeping in windows, maybe you should tell a person. Yeah, see, that would have been much more helpful. That's something a child might be bound to do a lot easier than um, doing drugs, probably. Neighborhood mischief. Don't do it. You, yeah. you, you know, probably after them telling you that, though, as a kid, you You're probably like, be like, oh, oh I, do that. I should go peep in somebody's window. I wonder what they're doing. Yeah. Like, you don't want to know, kid. Peekaboo's like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peekaboo does not I've have I've seen issue. it. She-Ra uh, asked me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to rate it. Okay. I like the escape at the beginning, and I like Kieber, and I like the cannon. Everything else was bonkers and insane, and since I had st- such strong feelings about it, I hate to pick a score in the middle, but that's ha- kind of how I feel about it. <laughs> so I'm going to go 3.3 just for credit for the escape at the beginning, and for some reason I like Kieber, okay? I don't know why. I don't know why either, but that's fair Three, enough. 3.3. Prospector cannon. Okay. Yeah, I actually was thinking around four, but then talking about it again, I was like, nah, this this wasn't the best. So I'd probably say about 3.5. And and that's mostly because um, I did like Hordak saying peekaboo a lot. And he said Sparklehead. (laughs) And Sparklehead. Sparklehead was worth a couple of points. Sparklehead, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sad I missed that. I don't know why I must have blanked out at that time. There was a lot to blank out on on this episode. What was your score, Scott? Uh, I 
Yeah, I'm just gonna say two point seven. That's okay. Fair. I understand why. I would fair, ex- I would yeah. accept anything from two this from is, one is, to four. Yeah, I mean, even if for Shira episode, like 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 I said, like the crying part and like her being stuck inside of her own body, it made me think about other things that just weren't very pleasant. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah. and then he's like, and then it's like silliness, and you're like, okay, well, I I don't know. I don't know. As a, I guess as a kid, you wouldn't think that deeply, but. I don't know. It was just wasn't. Yeah, the script had tone problems for sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that watching this one and then watching my other one from the lightning rounds uh-huh. and stuff like that was, you know, it was a lot. Like, the, and that that's that's why I think I might have rated it lower. If I watched it by itself, it might be a little bit higher, but okay, not by much. All right. So so far, if I'm thinking about princesses that uh, I like, I think Mermista is at the top. Yeah, I like her the best. Um, I think. Uh, is a perfuma it her insanity is hilarious to me mm-hmm. um she seems really nice yeah flutterina is the best okay flutterina's powerful she's like she's a good one? warrior she's the, yeah, she's the, the beautiful butterfly <laughs> <laughs> the worm one yeah so so she's 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 covering viscous viscous <laughs> yeah that was yeah. her pika blue needs to get it together she could have been cool i after this kind of rank her below glimmer i thought about her as kind of like sorceress type character but now now she's weird yeah i i, I, th- I thought about that too like it's like glimmer keeps rising up yeah she's, she's doing better she, they knew she was too twerpy yeah yeah but i i, I do like peekaboo just i don't know i i because she can see and tell also, me things they didn't um challenge she kept talking about how she was um so scared but she managed to do the stuff anyway and somebody should have said something about like that's what bravery is you have to be scared to be able to be brave nobody said that to her yeah that watch a me. he-man episode what exactly. is wrong with exactly you? orco gives some good morals uh-huh. i'm sure there's a cringer episode in there somewhere that'll help her out Okay, so, uh, you know, sometimes we we uh, advertise our email address where you can send us an email, and we uh, we got one recently, and I am ple- I think I should tell you it's not from one of our sisters. <laughs> <laughs> it's not from mine. No, right? I don't. No. This is not from a relative. I don't think. Uh, but it was a good one, and I'd like to share it with the class if that's okay. So, okay, good. for for comment for comment discussion. Do I have to raise my hand when I ask a question about them? Um, I think so. We'll pause intermittently to to discuss. Can okay, I, can right. I advance the slides? <laughs> yes. Okay, this email is from Eric in Washington. Um, he sent us an email called a He-Man Hello. Eric's part of the um, Horrific History podcast, and he sent us a really nice email with all kinds of historical information to help us out with some of the questions we've had about uh, Eternian culture and Ethereum culture in the past. So I want to share with you some like military history facts about things we have discussed, and then I want to debate them a little bit. Military history? Or okay. like uh, uh, medieval culture, but having oh, to do with right. like, armor and stuff. Okay, right. I'm assuming I'm not going to get my answer to the question about blue jeans and how they got them on Ethereum. <laughs> mm. we, we'll talk about blue jeans of the hand. Okay. Uh, okay. She brought them back on the ship. From the spaceship. Oh okay. oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Marlena introduced blue jeans to us, <laughs> yeah, probably. There you go. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a disease. Here's some jeans, world. y'all. Of course, Connie Britton has blue <laughs> jeans. I wore these in Nashville. Of course, she did. Okay, I'm going to get to this email. I'm going to get this email. So, we had a lot of discussion about Adam's haircut. We know Adam doesn't wear a helmet, but a lot of Eternians have this bowl cut hairstyle. And here's some insight into why this was fashionable in European medieval culture, which is close to Eternian culture. So Eric says, 
While to our modern sensibilities it looks like a rather silly looking bowl cut, this style actually had a specific purpose. It is unusual to see images of knights from the Middle Ages who are wearing armor but not wearing their helmets, but when you do, you usually see either a very short hairstyle or you see one much like Prince Adam has. The reason for this is that long bangs will get in your eyes when you're fighting, and this gets really bad when one is wearing a helmet, especially one with a closed face or visor. The interior padded liner of late medieval helmets made for a close fit, so any bangs that you have will get pressed flat against your forehead, and if they're long enough, pushed into your eyes and obscure your vision. Someone should have told that to my cousin Spencer's friend Todd, who had incredibly <laughs> long bangs and was also a skateboarder. He probably would have been a lot better at skateboarding if he would have had a Prince Adam instead. Well, this was in the 80s, though. Bangs were huge. So as, a as a man, he had bangs? He was a 14-year-old boy. Okay. Like, super long 80s bangs. I don't know what to tell you. They were radical. They were radical. They were radical. They were, So Prince Adam, in theory, needs a, this practical haircut to make sure that he can um, handle himself well in combat. And also, if, if he wore a helmet. Well, I think, I think also just for combat so it doesn't get in your eyes. But especially, oh, okay. right. especially right. if you wear right. a helmet, right. I think. But everybody should be wearing a helmet. He I mean, should be wearing sense. a helmet. Yeah, Man at Arms yeah, wears a helmet. You get hair out of your eyes. Yeah. Okay, I have, a, I have a fact about gauntlets as well. We talked about whether gauntlets were awkward. And Eric says, Accurate, well-made, fitted gauntlets are marvelously engineered, just like any other piece of functional medieval armor. And I can separate and hand out individual sheets of paper from a stack while wearing uh, the gauntlets. Surviving 100% complete and intact gauntlets from my preferred time period, the 1300s, do not exist, but extremely good replicas have been made based on period artwork and the fragmented remains of artifacts. And he attached some... Uh, photos of these replicas and he says they're really just leather gloves with uh, lots of moving parts so everybody in the in eternity should be wearing uh gauntlets too nobody should be going out with any safety armor if there's no excuse <laughs> it's practical it's right. easy to use okay yeah. so that was that can help you peel even peel teachers potatoes. yeah you could peel potatoes wearing these gauntlets potatoes. Yeah, okay all right and and you probably wouldn't cut your hands that's true that's yeah. very that's very true that's true uh, uh, oh, and Eric does uh, presentations where he wears like a replica uh, suit of armor. And then you won't get dishpan hands oh, when you have to do all That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's exactly right. And then he he wanted to um, add about his own experience with He-Man's that he didn't actually own any because he was a little older, but he really, really wanted to castle Skull. And he said, I secretly wanted that even if I didn't have any other He-Man toys. My friends and I had access to a grove of trees which were easy to climb and hang out near where we lived. And I called it Castle Grand Tree, which I thought was pretty, That's pretty charming. That's, That's pretty sweet. good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I appreciate that, Eric. That helps us um, put this in context. And so this was such a nice email. I was going to give a little plug to their podcast. Um, this is called Horrific History. It's a um, program of Cron, which is a nonprofit headquartered in Ellenburg, Washington. If you're curious about their podcast, um, it's, it has like morbid, uh, macabre, and horrible, and sometimes flat-out gross things about history. And you can find them at uh, horrifichistory.com or connect with them on social media and stuff. So thank you, Eric. Appreciate yes, thank the you. appreciate the email. Yes, thank you, Eric. And that is our show for today. Next week, we'll review Season 2, Episode 100 of He-Man, The Greatest Show on Eternia, in which Skeletor takes over a circus and rigs the lily pad game. If you'd like to follow along with the show, you can find our episode guide at thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you have any questions or comments to, for us to discuss, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Or tell your house robot to play the Wizard's Nightshirt podcast. Or don't, because it's a robot and you respect their sentience. 
Just say please. It's all right. <laughs> Don't you tell me how to talk about robot. <laughs> we want to thank you for listening, and please remember to live your life as if Pika Blue was watching you all the time, because she is. <laughs> she is. <laughs> the red light is always on. Pika Blue, it's not like the panda cam at the zoo, okay? <laughs> She's like Santa creepy. Claus. creepy. She can see everything. She can. That's right, Sparklehead. Peekaboo has been most efficient.